Tony and Terrence, the, the podcast. podcast. Gonna miss you. I miss you too, baby. I'm gonna call you when I get there, okay? No, no, no. You call me from the plane, all right? Cole, tell me the difference. <laughs> love, love has four letters, and um, sex is three. Love is flowers for no reason. Love is is telling her all the things she wants to hear until you get the draw. What's going on, y'all? We back with another episode of the podcast. What's goody? What's goody? What's goody? What's goody? What's goody? Episode one hundred and five, guys. Shout out to everyone who watched the video with Charmaine. We hope you guys enjoyed the interview because we definitely enjoyed giving it. It was our very first one to kick off the interview series, and I think we did a pretty good job. Oh yeah, it was cool. It was real chill. Um, I critiqued myself. When I watch the interview, because I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So next time I have to watch like my fidgeting. I fidget a lot. I do as well. I'll shake my leg and I'm like, ew, Tony, stop doing that. I had but, to be I had to be mindful myself because I will my fingers will get to moving, get to playing around, my, my leg will start jumping, everything. And I say wow a lot. <laughs> I think I'm amazed by everything, huh? But it's okay. I mean, hey, whatever. It was our first time. Not whatever, but it was our first time. And I'm really hard on myself. So next time I'm really going to be cautious and take note and keep a mental note of those things next time so that I don't do them. So, mm-hmm. you know, we get better as we continue to do this thing. But I do we do hope you guys enjoyed the interview. We're looking forward to our next one, which will be this month. We'll be dropping Uh-oh. the interview every month. Not gonna tell you with who Uh-oh. yet. But it's going to be dope. Ah, it is. It is. I'm excited. That's what I'm really looking forward to now is the interviews. Don't get me wrong. I love the interaction, you know, between me and you. But it's always something to have that person that we're interviewing and get to ask questions. And I love when people are open and transparent like we are. And thank you, Charmaine, for being that Right. She definitely was. I think we had her stumped on like one question, but that's all. The goat question. Uh, Who's the goat? No. Uh, Which one? Not that one. <laughs> um, it was an interview question. Uh, I think her favorite moment or most memorable moment at FSU. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah, lets what? you know you had a, a Great time. lit time at your university if you can't come up with one off the top of your head. And, of course, I had to make it hard. I couldn't let her get away with the Greek thing. You know, we always we always hear that from the Greeks. But... It's okay. It's okay. We're going to get into the weekend recap. What in the world did we do this weekend? We were lazy. I felt like I didn't do much with my life this weekend, to be honest. And I was kind of ashamed of myself. I did. I mean, I got some homework Mm -hmm. done, but there was a lot of things that I could have done. But my body just, I wasn't feeling, I I can't say I wasn't feeling life, Mm -hmm. but basically. I'm not saying life wasn't worth living. I just didn't want to do anything with my life on Saturday. I mean, I just chill. Yeah, that's, yeah, this was one of the most relaxed weekends we've had in a long time. Yeah. We are usually out doing something, but nothing was really going on any uh, regardless. So, I mean, hey, it happens. We're not always going to have fun uh, weekend updates. (laughs) It's going to be some normal, regular weekends and you know we we owed it to ourselves we ain't always got to get out and do stuff but yeah 
that's really much that's pretty much it as far as the weekend and recap. of course we went to church church is always yeah, great always uh oh my goodness how could i forget we are now in black history month this month is for us and you didn't us forget <laughs> only right I, yeah i didn't it is for us and us only. No one else can have this month. They think they slick by giving us the shortest month of the year. Right. But it's okay because this year we have 29 days. We're taking full advantage of our days. So, and in your face. Advantage. I'm loving Twitter right now on Black History Month because you got your serious moments and then you got your funny moments and just mm-hmm. kind of cringeworthy but still hilarious as heck. Right. <laughs> yeah, right now, ooh, social media is a little, it's... It's 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 in a on a roller coaster ride. Yeah, you know, you, I've been taking some breaks, mm-hmm. mental breaks, because as you all know, with the passing of uh, Kobe, I just you know I, I don't Kobe and, uh, as well as his daughter and the other seven. Woo. Like it's just sad because I've been seeing them, their family, mm-hmm. and I. It's just sad. I don't don't want to dwell on it. And it's hard to Mm. really accept that that actually happened. Right. And it's already been a whole week. Right. A whole week. Uh, Well, speaking of Black History Month, though, have you seen the Google's Black History Month ad? Like the most searched, uh, and it's like a celebration. It's called the most searched a celebration of Black History Makers. We were watching uh, This Is The Grammys. The, the Grammys. We were watching the, the Grammys. Grammys. And I was like, okay, Google, nice yeah, uh, that commercial. Was great. I think they did a great job with making that commercial, period. And I saw a lot of people really shouting it out on Twitter right. and social media. Right. Google has never really disappointed around this time. I don't know if that's just, you know, oh, it's Black Heresy Month. Let's do something for the blacks. But it honestly seems like they put a lot of effort into their commercials, into their search engine, because when you go to Google.com, there's always a black history fact Mm -hmm. um, there. And I just remembered on the first, it was the 60th anniversary of the A&T 4. And that's the whole sit-in movement started in North Carolina. Great things happen in North Carolina, whether you want to believe that or not. Uh they they sat at the um at a at a dine in and it was like, no, serve me or else they was trying to make a point and then it sparked so much. It went from North Carolina to nationwide after that. So shout out to the ANT four. Some of them are still currently living. So to actually see for actually them to actually be here and see how much the world has changed from when they did that 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it's it's a blessing, but also maybe a curse because you, we're at this point where it's like, look how far we've come. Or but maybe look how much more we have to go. Like, it's right, like, exactly. uh, but we still have to acknowledge the mm-hmm. steps that we have taken forward. In this, it's still a movement. It still it's is. still a movement. It's yes. not just a moment for us because we these we have to live as Black people every day of our mm-hmm. lives. So it's not just a moment for us. We this is our life every day, every single day. So imagine what they were going through sixty years mm-hmm. ago. So I'm very thankful, very thankful for where we're at now. But we we still got some work to do, like you said. Like I know we said. didn't want to, you know, dwell on the sadness, but we do have to talk about the tribute that was given to Kobe at the first Lakers game since his passing. Let's hold off on that one. Well, 
What? Let's hold off on that one. I want to get the sad stuff out the way. It's I understand where you're coming from, but it goes into our topic. But it's still part of tea time. Oh, okay. Okay. We can talk about it. Oh, gosh. oh okay. What you want to do? Let's just get this fast. Okay. So if you don't mind, Fast and the Furious, they've come out with their, their 50th movie. Uh, Fast Furious 9, the trailer dropped, and, you know, it's just same old, same old. Uh, we have a new uh, a new person, a new villain, uh, John Cena. Shout out to him. I just really hope this is it. Out of all the nine Fast and the Furious, I've only seen two. And that was Tokyo Drift and the one where uh, Paul Walker passed away. So this, I think it was number seven, I Eight. believe so. Or, yeah. Um yeah, that one was the when the one where he died. I felt like they should have stopped, but you know, uh, I guess if it's if it's making money, why not? Why not keep going at the end of the day? So, yeah, if to all the Fast and the Furious fans, there you go. It's number nine. I probably won't be seeing it. I think I've only seen one. I think I may, might have seen two, two of them. But I know I saw one in the movies, and it wasn't my choice. But I still went. Mm-hmm. And I liked it, though. It was eight. I, I enjoyed the movie, but I won't be going to see nine. I'm not really a big Fast and Furious yeah, fan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Uh, I mean, how many more times can you blow up cars and jump off bridges? And But anywho, make that money. Make that money. Absolutely. Make it. Uh, what else do we have on the, your on your list? So obviously, niggas still arguing with their exes. Mm-hmm. Evidently because Meek Mill... Reportedly had, you know, a staring contest with Nicki Minaj and her, not fiance, they married now, right? They're married. Husband, mm-hmm. Kenneth Petty. <laughs> His last name just, I laugh every time because it's like perfect. Yeah, Nicki Petty. <laughs> so this staring contest uh, led to a confrontation last weekend between the three of them, mm-hmm. uh, Meek Mill, Nicki Minaj and her husband, in Maxfield, a clothing boutique. So a video was actually released and you could hear like Petty and Meek exchanging these words with each other like they were back in high school or something. You know, they called each other vagina a niggas. (laughs) And it was just kind of like funny Mm -hmm. because like you guys are grown. I I get a kick out of grown people arguing. That's why, you know, I enjoy watching ratchet stuff like, Mm -hmm. you know, Real Housewives or, you know, stuff like that. Reality TV. Because I'm like, these people are old. Like, they're 40 plus, a lot of them. And it's just like, come on. Do you think that Meek Mill still wants Nicki? No. I would hope not. I think that's what people are thinking. And I think that's what Nicki Minaj is trying to, you know, Convey, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. If he does, I mean, good luck. But I don't think he. That doesn't sound like he would still want that. I right. Mean, Somebody in the article that I read it actually mentioned one of his rap lyrics talking about you were supposed to be my Beyonce, now you his fiance. And he was like, like Meek Mill was like, wait, come on now. I've had, I've been with yeah, other girls like, since yeah. Nicki Minaj. Like, come on, chill out. Right. Like she's not the only girl I've been with. That probably was just the whose balls is bigger kind of thing. You know, you you see your your lady's ex walk into a store. I, you know, there's it's three sides to a story. Is there their sides and the truth? And it's it just sounds like who can 
who can fuss the most? Right. The, you know. And I could say I want to know who started it, but then again, no, I don't. I don't care. But I mean, like, come on, y'all, stop arguing. You're grown. Meek Mill, if you've moved on, moved on, move on. Don't be arguing with your ex's right. husband. Like, right. she's clearly moved on. Right. Like, she's married at this point. And Nikki, I don't know. I think Nikki's just going to argue regardless. That's, that's just really what it is. And you could even hear her shouting and yeah. yelling. So it, it must have been really serious. She was serious. calling him a B. Right. And, yeah. That's why I think it was more than just Meek Mill just staring them down. She was probably Something like, had um, to been she probably said. said something smart. <laughs> It had, like I said, it must have been a macho, uh, a little macho contest. Like, oh, oh, the ex done came in here. Let me do something about it. Let me protect my woman and all this other stuff. Protect? Uh, <laughs> okay. I guess. Me, he, he already done been there, done that. And I'm sure he, well, he probably would mind going back to jail. But he, he don't want to go down that avenue again. Not over her. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Not over a female period. And then from my understanding, he just got out not too long ago. So just a whole bunch of built up anger. He probably don't even know the full story between those two. And, you know, who, who cares? Who cares? Who yeah. cares? <laughs> who cares? All right, guys, that's all we have, I think. Yeah, we're going to just we're going to touch on that that uh, oof, that Kobe topic in the in the in the next segment of our episode so yes we'll be right bike and, and we're bike. bike all right guys we our topic for this week is actually role models and we came up with this topic because of you know the sad passing of kobe bryant his daughter and the seven others that were involved in the helicopter crash mm-hmm. last week now Before we get into the topic, we do want to address the beautiful tribute that was given to, well, given for Kobe. Um, Usher, Wiz Khalifa, well, first let me say the tribute was performed at the very first Lakers game since his passing and all the others passing from the accident. Mm -hmm. Usher, Wiz Khalifa, and Boyz II Men performed at the Kobe Bryant tribute before the game. So sad. And LeBron James also gave a speech, and man, they touched everyone's hearts that was in the building, everyone that right. was watching. It was so heartfelt, and it, it you know, it's sad mm-hmm. because, like, you never would have thought that he would be gone this soon. Right. And then you think about his daughter, and it just piles on after that. The other it's families so that much. were involved, it's like, it's like whole a whole so family much. was on that helicopter, you know? Right. And it's, you know, it's really sad, but we did watch, I watched the performances. Did you watch them? Uh, the tribute? Uh, some of them. I uh, I just didn't want to get too emotionally involved into it because it was already sad enough. Right. And then for them to have to go through it again or a tribute again, there's been uh, tens of twenties of our tributes that's already been going on. And that's, you know, that's why I had to slow down right. getting on, on social media because it was just so many tributes. And I knew that one was going to hit hard because, like like you said, it was their first game since he passed away. Um, well, their first game back in the Staples Center since he passed away. And then we knew LeBron was going to be emotional. And we just knew it was just going to be a heavy energy in there because of his passing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that just goes to show 
what a huge impact that Kobe Bryant had on so many lives, especially me and my sister, we were speaking last week when we heard about the incident happening. And she, she was just talking about how a lot of black boys were truly affected by this. Yes, mm-hmm. women were too, men were too. But it's like you have these young boys who looked up to him, who wanted to be basketball players, right. who want to be basketball players. Right. And it's like their idol is gone. gone. Their role model. And that's why we're talking about our role models now because we're going to give the gift of flowers through our words mm-hmm. to our role models on this right. podcast because we want people to know that we appreciate them now mm-hmm. instead of when they're gone. Right. So I wrote a little something um, to, I guess, get us started with this uh, this episode. And it goes, uh, at times... You never know someone's impact truly until they are no longer here on this earth. And on January 26, 2020, the world lost one of their biggest role models, that being Kobe Bryant. The world honestly stopped. And the timelines flooded in disbelief because they, because how, you know, how could a figure so large be gone in the blink of an eye so early. Kobe was a role model in many facets of life. He was a role model to basketball players. He was a role model to fathers for how he adored all of his daughters. And, you know, you don't have to be famous to be a role model. Some of our role models are people in our family, our friends, and hell, even the janitor at our jobs or school. This episode, we are telling our role models and, you know, what they mean to us. So, Tony, who's your your role models and who do you consider one? Well, I definitely have to say my very first role model has to be my mom. Of course. She, man, if you guys don't know, my mom, she is 87 years old. I was adopted when I was a baby. And for her to, my mom has taken in like, I think, 32 children. Mm -hmm. She didn't adopt them all, but she had 32 children come to her home through the foster care system. And that's amazing in itself. Right. And that just her being able to foster all these kids, make an impact on children's lives, have mm-hmm. a, a nurturing and caring environment. for Because you hear a lot of stories about people that go off, they go through the foster care system, they stay with families that abuse them. Right. I never had to deal with abuse. Mm-hmm. I never felt unloved. Right. I, I've always felt Amen. like... I was a part of that family. I am a part of that family. That is my mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my father, I have to add him, too, because he played a part in it, too. My father passed away when I was nine. But, you know, he had a great impact on me, too. They were both older. They were very strong. My Mm -hmm. dad was very smart. Like, he used to do my homework, my Mm -hmm. math homework. (laughs) Sometimes it would be wrong, though. I think he... You know, since you know, I think math has changed, and I think he was trying to do like his old time mm-hmm. math sometimes, but anyway, arithmetic, yeah, back then. <laughs> but you know, those two together, my mom and my dad, they are they're just like superwoman and superman right. to me, okay? That's why you know, mm-hmm. they they always made a way. You know, moms, parents always make a way, my right. mom always seemed to make a way, no matter 
how low the money got. Even when my father passed, she still made a way for me and my sisters. Mm-hmm. She she knew she wouldn't be able to afford the mortgage on the house we were staying in. So right. we downsized. Right. We own now. And it's just like, even whenever she's gone, if we want something to fall back on or a house to fall back on, we got one. Yeah. She's always looking out for us. She always puts us first. She, even in her old age, it's like, you know, sometimes I'm like, gosh, I want to take care of my mom before she's gone. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to provide for her. And I know I'm going through a tough time now, but I'm able to provide for her in more ways than financially. Right. I'm there for her in other ways. And so I thank God for allowing me to do that. Right. And I thank God for them for mm-hmm. choosing me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that was that was beautiful. Uh, the first one on my list is, of course, my mother. Uh, if we didn't have a lot of money, it never showed. Um, I think that was one of the the greatest things is that she kept everything to herself and just she struggled, but she never let us see it. Of course, it was the typical uh, let's wait till income tax time or uh, I got you when Christmas roll around or anything like yeah. that. But it, it, we never felt poor. Never felt poor. I mean, we might have been low income, but it never felt that way Mm -hmm. because she just always did whatever it is that she had to do to make sure that we was okay, that food was on the table, that clothes were on our back. And I don't ever remember missing a meal. So, I mean, you can't tell now, but I, I never missed a meal and I never went hungry. She never had one of those um because when she because when we ate she ate too so it was never like oh no y'all eat today and i'll worry about myself and you know it was just never you have to make that i I don't know but it was it was never one of those and i always appreciated her for that and she kind of prepared me um unintentionally prepared me for adulthood so now i'm like i'm real careful with my money like i get that from her because she was you know, penny pension. And, you know, I picked that up from her and I just never wanted to be that kind of, you know, I never wanted to go through what she had to go through. Like she tried to make a better life for me and I'm trying to make a better life for Mason and, you know, so forth and so on. And and I want that to continue to happen as, you know, babies come and, you know, grandchildren, you know, all this other stuff, you know, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like real far ahead. Um, she was always there, always there. Um, she, if I had an award show, if she couldn't show up to the morning one, or what was that? When No, when we had plays. Uh, if she couldn't come to the morning one, she would come to the afternoon or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I, I never was like, Mom, you never come to my stuff. How come you never? It was never like that. And she, if she did miss a, one of my games when I was playing recreation, it was because she had to work. Mm-hmm. You got to do whatever you got to do to right. make sure that the lights stay on. So I, I was I was never mad because she did what she had to do. And she always showed up 95% of the time. So I'm very thankful for that. So uh, I could keep going on and on. But, right. Um, you know, I mean, we, we obviously have more. Thank to God get for through. great parents. Right. Right. So next up on your list. I should have included my godmom in there with my mom and my dad. Right. But my godmom, even though she didn't raise me, I didn't know her until maybe I was like, maybe was maybe nine, eight. I've known her for a long time, mm-hmm. though. Not since a baby, but, mm-hmm. you know, when I was growing up and we joined Heaven Bound, my church, I met her. And she's always been this funny, like, 
down to earth lady, but right. you know, still a Christian. Mm-hmm. That some people would kind of question her Christianity. Like, are you really saved? Like, because mm-hmm. she, I mean, she's not gonna curse you out or right. nothing, but she's just like this down to earth. Right. She's not uptight. Yeah. And when she became me and my sister's godmother. I was like, I was ecstatic because mm-hmm. she was always someone, she still is always someone that I can go to and I can talk to about anything, right. like mm-hmm. anything in this world. Because when I talk to her, she doesn't make me feel like I'm crazy because mm-hmm. she always shares a story with me about something that's happened to her in her past or something that she's probably going through right now. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, we're so alike. Right. I go to her with relationship advice. Well, for relationship advice, because she went through a lot in her younger years with her now husband. They've been married for who? 50. A lot. A long time. A she uh-huh. she was like 16 when she got married, I think, or 15. Right. Young. Mm-hmm. And they've been together forever. My Papa Jim, that's my God's dad. They're just, even though he doesn't do as much talking, he's very inspiring, too, because like he's that father figure. He's that man figured that I want in my life like mm-hmm. he's just he's just the man to right. me like he's just like yeah. great mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have to ask him to do things it's like he comes home from work and he gets to work on home stuff right. like he takes care of home too as well as you know going to his regular nine to five and it's like he goes non-stop and non-stop but they both still have fun together right. mm-hmm. they go on family vacations they love each other it's it's visible it's not hidden mm-hmm. they i just really love them as far as like a couple and as human beings who are christians and who also you know are you can relate to the younger generation even though they're older mm-hmm. they've been through some things that they're not afraid to share with us so that we can learn too. So I that's what really, yes, yeah. I definitely appreciate them for that. Dope. Um, yeah, she is a, she is a great, those two are really great people. I'm glad I've had the pleasure of meeting them both. Uh, next up on my list is, well, it's basically my sisters, uh, Jamie and Renee. And although I don't talk about my oldest one a lot, she's still shown me, and not to take this in the wrong way, but Jamie has showed me everything that you, you know, that you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Renee has showed me everything that you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like I have the best of both worlds. Like even the, it, it, that don't sound bad, do it? No. Okay. Mm-mm. So, you know, you, you you have, well, starting with Jamie, it's like she's just always been that model kind of person. Uh, she went to school graduated was very popular uh got her master's degree just recently it's just she's always you know she has a whole bunch of friends she's really live she is that she could change the whole mood of a party she could be the live wire one of and she's always traveling she's she's just doing her thing and you know she's staying in durham right now so shout out to you renee has you know everyone doesn't have a smooth path to where that wherever it is that they need to go or wherever they want to go but it doesn't stop them. And that's one thing about Renee. It's just, you know, she going she gonna to do what she got to do to survive. And that's one thing that I did appreciate. Did appreciate. Um, it might not have always been, you know, we didn't, might not have always had the best of times. But she's also shown me that, you know, don't go down this route. Because if you do, this is what's going to happen. And then Jamie will be, 
well, try this, do this, go down mm-hmm. this route. Uh, she actually got me into HBCU. She was just like, I don't care where you're going, but you're going to HBCU. And it was just like, okay, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to HBCU. Now, she didn't say come to my school, but she was just like, you must go to one. So I appreciate her for that. And then also appreciate Renee for helping me realize that, you know, if I make X, Y, and Z mistakes, X, Y, and Z consequences are going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I just appreciate them both. Um, no, no one more than the other because, you know, at the end of the day, I've learned so much from both of them. I love them dearly. Um, but yes, and I, I, I just honestly look up to Jamie just to, I want to be that kind of person that as soon as I come around, like it's, it's on and pop in. And that's the kind of vibe that she has. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. It's like we're night and day, and I'm working on it. So, you know, shout out to Jamie and Renee. Thank you so, so much. So, yeah, just kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> I want to get into some of my celebrity. I'm glad um, you did that because I have some of my own. Role right. models. Perfect. Uh, no role models, and I'm here right now. I meant to say that at the beginning of this episode. J. Cole's line, no role models. I really like that song. I don't Me have too. him on my list, but he crazy, cool or whatever. Crazy. What? Crazy. What's I crazy? thought I thought he was on your list by you. No, I, that line just came to my head because right. I was like, dang, I forgot to say that at the beginning. But Gabrielle Union, if you guys know me, you know I love me some Gabrielle right. now because I she's just from what I remember, she's the first dark skinned woman that I ever saw mm-hmm. on TV. Ever? I think. From Ever? back in the day. Or that I remember. Okay. Who was your first? Do you remember? M- the first dark-skinned person? Uh, that had an impact on you? Uh, right. So she's the first one I can remember. Aunt Viv for me. I- oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, not <Okay>. whatever. <laughs> not whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I like Gabrielle Union because I guess because she's still relevant now. Mm-hmm. And because she, I don't know, she just, she speaks her mind to me. I follow her on social media. I follow her on Instagram. And I remember this speech she gave a long time ago, a few years ago, where she was really, you know, raw about who she used to be. Mm-hmm. We, You know, we sometimes look at celebrities and we think they're so perfect. But she admitted to us that, you right. know, she had this ugly side to her mm-hmm. that, you know, she... She kind of got joy when people didn't succeed or when they didn't get a role. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember, like, yeah. She really, mm-hmm. you know, fed yeah. off of that. Like she like, yeah, right. she was the joke teller. She and then I, I remember her saying that her therapist one time called her out after she was like basically joking about somebody. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you know, what did you gain from that? What did that do for you? What right. did that do for you in mm-hmm. your life? Mm-hmm. Did it, you know, how did that impact you positively did it do anything for you and i'm like wow we look at these celebrities and they're human too and for her to share that part of her ugly self with us i really was just like wow i love her Mm -hmm. i love how real she is and she's so vocal about how she feels Mm -hmm. she's been vocal about things that she's gone through in her life as far as not being able to have a baby she wrote a book which i read she's a dark-skinned woman in the media who doesn't age a bit. I just, you know, she just, 
She's Not really, she inspires me a lot. That You know, they say you can't be what you don't see. And she was it for me. Okay. She was it for me. I was like, wow. That's, I want to be like her. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, J. Cole. <laughs> I just, I don't, I mean, I don't know him from Adam. I just know him through his music and, you know, from everything that he has been rapping about has just been so relatable. And plus, he's someone, well, mainly, he's from Fayetteville. And he got up out of Fayetteville. And that's inspiration in itself because he got out of the, I guess, the the crabs in a barrel mentality. When you're trying to make it out, people will pull you back in. And that's, and that's amazing. You know, he went all the way to New York for school and then hustled, hustled, hustled every single day to get his music out. Uh, it was some points where he would pass his mixtape out to Jay-Z and Jay-Z would just be like, uh, nah. But he just kept going. He kept going. And so, and now he, he he's he's doing what I remember your, uh, I remember what Bishop was preaching about one time. He was like, when you get to a certain place, you got to remember to reach back. In. Yeah. And oh, yeah. That's one thing that he He has. does that. Yeah. He's always doing something in Fayetteville. He might not tweet it. He might not announce it. But you're going to know he's when he's He's always here. repping. Right. And that's that is so beautiful. He even shot a whole commercial here. So mm-hmm. just recently, he's always doing something. He bought one of the best concerts here, Jay-Z and Drake. It was an amazing, an amazing moment. So. That's why I look up to him because he was able to get out of Fayetteville. And he always said, once you accomplish your city, you have to go somewhere else. You have to move on to something better. And that's what I'm, that's, you know, I pray that's, that's for me in the near future. Fayetteville, I love you, but um, it's time for me to give my heart to someone else now. But yeah, that's, that's who was on my list. Well, I have more, but you know, obviously right. you can go. Ashley Blaine from Dear White People. Mm -hmm. Now, she's a new inspiration for me ever since, you know, Dear White People came out. I followed her on social media. And I know we shouldn't, you know, think everybody's life on social media is what it is. But sometimes you can feel when a person is, like, being sincere. Mm -hmm. And she shares, like, her dreams and her aspirations and how far she's come. I remember a post last year it was like at the end of last year she saw her face on a billboard Mm -hmm. for dear white people and in the video well she had a picture and then a video after she was just boo-hooing crying because Mm -hmm. this was a dream come true Mm -hmm. she inspires me because like I want that too and Mm -hmm. it's just like you know she inspires me because it's like, you know, it can happen. Right. It will mm-hmm. happen if you just continue to put forth the work. And I mean, she likes my, she likes all my comments, you know, and people say we look alike. Sliding them DMs. I have before. I no, think. Nothing? No, I don't think so. I think it was just me commenting on a picture or something uh-huh. from a post or something. Right. But I just really, and she's another dark skinned woman. I might be biased, you guys, but I love dark-skinned women in mm-hmm. the media because you guys know it took a lot for us to get there true and we're still discriminated against true and that's where i aspire to be and if you don't mind i want to give my second one i'm at my next one okay which is tashara parker she's a news anchor mm-hmm. she inspires me because that's my dream job i've always wanted to be a news anchor even in gabrielle union from being mary jane <laughs> inspired me too oh yeah yeah but 
to Shara Parker if you don't follow her. Follow her on Instagram. She is this beautiful, black, dark-skinned news anchor with natural hair. She wears her natural hair on TV. She dresses amazing. Mm -hmm. And, like, she's just so, like, she she seems so down-to-earth and, like, a people person and fun and exciting. She's a Delta, but... I still really like her. Why in the world was that even? In- <laughs> I just had to say that. But she inspires me, and I think I visit her page, if not every day, then at least maybe three times a week. Because mm-hmm. I really uh, I enjoy seeing her in action because she posts her videos, and she even has like this website where you can see her in action All out right. on the field and it's just great. It's inspiring to me because that's my dream job. Being in the media period, that's why I love all three women mm-hmm. that I named Gabrielle, Ashley, and Tashara. Dope. Jay-Z is actually on my list because it was he has one of those stories of being of living in the projects to becoming a self-made billionaire. Billionaire. And like, it didn't come overnight. Like it was years, 20 plus years of him making the right investments, him putting out music to make himself, he's always made himself relevant no matter what. He's been relevant and will still remain relevant because he's always doing something to push the culture forward on top of he's Beyonce's husband. I mean, but yeah, um, I I look to him as uh, a, an inspiration as far as become like having money and knowing what to do with it. Um, and just uh, if if it isn't for me to be a billionaire, then by all means, yeah, we're going to celebrate. But the point is, is that he literally had nothing like he came from one of the the roughest neighborhoods in New York City to living lavish, lavish, like lavish, man, you know, now married. With can children. I borrow $50? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 50,000. Never having never having to worry about money like he is the definition of financial freedom that right. I that I aspire to be. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you, Jay-Z. I can't rap like Cole or, <laughs> or you, so I have to find another avenue or about how I can create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. His daughters and his son don't have to worry about a thing. And Not that's all, anything. well, his whole family, everyone connected to him that's, you know, real close to him, never have to work again unless mm-hmm. it's their um, choice or your decision, yeah, and that's what I aspire to do. I want to make sure that Mason doesn't have to worry about anything financially. You know, I would always want to take care, or you know, put him in a position to make sure that he gets his, make sure he gets his period. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I, I, I really, I really like about that. Um, next on my list is um, LeBron James. That's the definition of a family man. And you don't see that a lot. Um, which is sad. Which is sad. Um, well, of course, yeah. But he is always, like, he'll always find time to go to his son's games. His daughter, his little girl, five years old, just started a whole YouTube channel, All Things Zuri. And he's even involved in that and help her, helping her cook. And he's just the perfect family man. And then he's been with his wife, Savannah, since... Before the league, before he got in, so since high school. And that's one thing that I aspire to be is just that kind of family man that's always there for his family, um, able to show up to all the games, i.e. like my mother, 
and just celebrate because we'll see pictures of him and Savannah going crazy for the oldest son when he's playing basketball. And I'm just like, that's going to be us. Go Mason. That's what I'm right. Exactly. Pre-game before. Pro. <laughs> they were like get them out of here get them out of here and then on top of him being one of the greatest basketball players in the world obviously I can't play but for him to have so much fame and then he's still so level headed at home just I guess based off the videos that he posts so I, I can only go off that but I aspire to be like him as far as being a, a father a mm -hmm. father figure to my children or just uh, Mason you know if that's the only one that we're going to have and you know but you you know what I'm trying to say so so yeah now the next two people that I have on my list I put them on here because I love th their work ethic is just like ugh. it makes me look at my life and be like Tony get up go do something it's a couple? put in the work no oh it's two different people, okay. Beyonce oh, yeah. and Issa Rae. Yes. I yes. just feel like there's so much more. When You know, when I see them or things that they have done, like on social media, we've got Issa Rae with um, Insecure. Mm -hmm. She dropped, she's coming out with the new movie on... Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day and another and one. Another it's a, one. I can't quite remember the name of that one. You sent it to me on Twitter. Right. She's done so much already. Mm -hmm. And I hear just a lot of great things about her. And it's just so inspirational right. because she's put in the work. She's always on her grind. And the fact that you, ha she had to take a break for, from her own show because she had so many other so projects. Many. And that's just like, oh, I inspired to mm -hmm. be not I don't want to say that busy, but that. I, I don't I don't not busy, but just that uh, you're creative, you're, I guess, yeah, you're creative booked. and mm -hmm. putting myself out there right. and just really working in my craft. Mm -hmm. That's what I inspire to be. That's why what I inspire to do, yeah. doing things that I love. And I, I don't know, it just. It's just great to me. And of course, Beyonce. Right. I mean, come on, y'all. She's on. just like top notch everything. I don't come even on. really have to explain. Everybody loves Beyonce. Beyonce. Even right. if you say you don't love Beyonce, you, you love something about her. Something. You do. Of course, there you know, she just dropped like. her her Adidas line with Ivy Park. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't watch the Homecoming film on Netflix, like, come on. If She's I, so dedicated. If I didn't, if I wasn't in school, like if I was in high school and Homecoming came out, I said, uh, uh, what university is that? I'm going to that one. Right. I, that would have made me, but if, if it wasn't for my sister, that, that would have made me want to go to a HBCU. Right. It's her work ethic and mm -hmm. her dedication that really draws me to her. Yes, of course, I love her music. I love everything about Beyonce. But those two things, it's just kind of, it's like, wow. And she's making a big difference. Her music, mm -hmm. it her music always has a message. She doesn't make empty, she doesn't have empty em lyrics. Empty it's lyrics. always about something that, that we can mm -hmm. sit back and think about. Right. And it's it creates a movement right. especially for women mm -hmm. and i am a black woman she uh, a black woman and she you know brown skin girl you know she right just, mm -hmm. she loves us brown skin girls she does. And, you know i just really love them both mm -hmm. dope uh 
Will Smith on my list. Okay. And he's been there for a while. I just love his work ethic. Just like, you know, Beyonce's. But of course, it's in a different field. But I feel like their work ethic can go like head to head. Like, Beyonce what's up? and Will Smith. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's up? What you trying to do? Yeah. Because he's, he's done it all. Um, he was at one point the highest paid uh, actor in at, at one point. Uh, he's doing so many other things. He just dropped a movie with plenty more movies to come. Um, every time he opens up his mouth, I am listening mm, to what yeah. he's saying because he always turns it into a motivational speech. He, he'll just... He makes you want to listen it, to him, period. Exactly. He could be talking about the color of the wall. You just be like, oh, wow. Right. <laughs> a piece of paper, something. Right. And I wish I, I wish I had the wordsmith like he does. He'll, he'll be like, you... You see that pencil right there? If you just, and it, it'd just be like, wow, I never thought about <laughs> it that way. He showed me a different way to look at a pencil. And I was so excited when he finally did the Breakfast Club. I was just like, ah, oh, yes. I literally was in my cubicle and I was just like, I don't care what nobody else got to say to me right now for these next 30, 40 minutes. It's nothing but Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. So, <laughs> and of course, and of course, he was dropping jewels. And that's the kind, that's what I want. I just want to have a good, just be able to speak. Mm-hmm. And people just get motivated off of that. And I right. think that is just amazing in itself. And of course, going back to, he's also a family man, loves his children to death. I mean, you. Supports there's, them. There's no denying that. 100%. No denying that. Um, he is that, that absolute perfect corny dad <laughs> from what uh, he shows on the YouTube. He is the perfect corny dad, but on the YouTube, on, right. he sounded like an old person, right? What's I did. On the YouTube? I did. I did. <laughs> I did. But I just, I always want to be that open and that honest with my children, i.e., like Will Smith is with his. And I, he, I ever since Fresh Prince, I've just been like, I, I, I got to meet him one day. One mm-hmm. day I will. I'm going to meet all of these people. I don't know how. I don't know when. You but, know what? Me too. I, oh, I yeah. Am. You talked about sliding in Ashley Blaine's DMs. Right. I didn't quite slide in her DMs, but I did comment on a picture and told her I was going to interview her one day. And what'd she say? She liked it. I said, I'm going to go ahead and speak it. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. And, so, go ahead. You, got your, you got your YouTube channel. You can go ahead and get that bus in. Um, so, and that, and that also reminded me when you was talking about Issa Rae is that she got her start on YouTube. Right. So that was just amazing she for her to She was putting in words. That's what I'm saying. Like, Creating whole shows, right? And I'll and, and now that you say that, um, we I any black writers out there, yeah, that's also inspiring. And you know, just her just doing skits or you mm-hmm. know the what she was doing on her YouTube, that's also inspiring because like I feel like I'm funny sometimes, and I feel like I can write a good a good punchline in the show every now and then. But um, all of those people have inspired me in some kind of way, and I really appreciate them. For giving me that motivation to keep going. Uh, Jay-Z, when he hit a billion, I was like, sky's the limit at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. if he can be one. Because there's only, I know my math will be a little bit off, but it's only like 13 black billionaires. Oh, wow. 13. 13 black billionaires. So, why can't I be the next one? That's what I'm saying. Just 13. Goodness. Just 13. How many white? yeah right uh we we got a, we got a man right now richest man in the world 
130-some-odd billion dollars, and he owns uh, Jeff Bozos or whatever his name is on Amazon. He owns Amazon. But it's just like, if there's enough money for him, there's enough money for us. Right. And there's enough money, you know, individually, us together as a brand. So we we going to get it. We're going to get it. And thanks to all of you all that are inspiring us. And it seems that everything got better for all of the people that we named as far as the famous people. Everything got better in their 30s. That's when everything just was like, boom, I'm here. So they was putting in the hard work at 20. Yeah, they was in their 20s. setting it up. Right. So and that, uh, a lot and of those names that you said it. really inspired me. So to everybody in their 20s, like keep going. <laughs> Just keep going because you're setting your foundation. Your 30s, you'll begin to see the lift off. And then for the rest of your life after that, boom, boom. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to say if, you know, something can pop off for you now at, at 25 or 23. Something could pop off. But always remember, build. You're building. Mm-hmm. You're building for your future. This is this is your foundation that you're building. And, it, and it's an, a lot of other inspirations like Lupita she was working her behind off in her 20s. Oh, yeah. And then it wasn't until she was 30-something that she got recognition when she did 12 Years a Slave, mm-hmm. her first movie, and she got an Oscar off that thing. So it's just a whole bunch of inspiration uh, out there, a whole, whole, whole lot of role models, excuse me, that we can also look up to. So right. I'm, I'm excited for the right. future, and I'm excited for all these people. Now, before I end, uh, well, were you done with yours? I am... I am. I am, I'm done. I, I think I'm done. But, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want to give mm-hmm. my last two. Now, I have my god sister uh, Tara Godfrey on oh, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, I gave her whole government. Sorry, <laughs> but I. Minister. Mm-hmm. She's a single mother of five. Let right. me think. Jabray, Harmony, Mari, Dee Dee. Everybody. Four. <laughs> she's a single mother of four. Mm-hmm. And. She is like one of the strongest black women that I know. You know, you hear a lot about strong black women, but Mm -hmm. she is actually one that I know. And that so many odds have been stacked against her in her life. Mm -hmm. I've known her for a very long time. And she has always been determined not to give up no matter what. She does everything for her kids. She makes sure that they're good. She's in school. Mm-hmm. She she actually attends Fayetteville State. She's in the nursing program now. Dope. And, you know, she she's just determined to make a better life for her and her children. And that's inspirational because the things she has gone through, I'm not even going to lie. I would have just been like. Nope. Give up. I mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. Right. I. It's just, you know, it, it's it's just inspiring. Right. Just all in all, just knowing where she's come from and where she is now and where God is going to take her in her future. It's amazing because her journey has just been beautiful and hard. Mm-hmm. And I haven't even lived it, but I know some of what she's going through. And I just really, you know, she inspires me to, you know, just keep going no matter what. You know, I'm going through my time right now. It might be different than what she's going through, but... Hard times is hard times. Mm -hmm. And I mean, hey, she just inspires me to keep going no matter what is stacked against me, no matter who tells me no, you know, just still go after what I want. And last on my list, I have Michelle Obama. She just, come on. She's just everything. She's like another, no, I'm not even going to say that. She's Michelle Obama. Right. The one and only. Mm -hmm. She's Michelle Obama. 
she just reminds me that things can happen. You know, I know she didn't think she would ever be the first lady of mm-hmm. the United States, but she is an example for all of America. All of America, I I feel the same way about Michelle Obama as I feel about Beyonce because I'm like, who doesn't love Michelle Obama? Right. Even if you didn't love her as a first lady, you love something about her. Mm-hmm. Like she's just, she's a black, dark-skinned woman who was in the White House. Like, come on. She was in the White House. Right. And she Amazing. just, she like I said, she just lets me know, reminds me that the sky is not the limit. There's so much more beyond that that is prepared for me and I just need to go after it. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate her being that example for not just me, but all of black women. She let us know that anything is possible and she continues to send a message to us. She didn't, her journey didn't stop after they were out of the office. She still continues to, Mm -hmm. she still continues to inspire us. And I just love the impact that she has made on us black women's Mm -hmm. lives, black people in general. Right. Shout out to everybody that we named. You all don't know the impact that you all have on some on on little people or on little people like us. You right. Know, one day we hope to be on someone else's list as far as uh, being a role model. Hopefully, you know, I think well, we're that on Mason's list. Yeah, <laughs> we're on Mason's list, but he 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 don't want to give it to us right now. But he he know he know. But uh, thank you giving you you all your roses while you're still alive um no telling how we would look at the world if you all weren't here doing what you all were supposed to be doing so shout out to you all thank you thank you thank you thank you all right and we about to take this episode out as we do as always if you're not following wait how could i forget Uh we got a black history fact for y'all give it to (laughs) me Give it to him. It's Black History Month. We root for everybody black. Now, I chose this black history fact because I definitely want to know more about this, the Green Book. Mm-hmm. Ever since we went to the African American Museum, it just really sparked the interest in me. The Green Book, if you don't know, it was uh, a travel guide for African Americans. It was published by a New York City mailman uh, named Victor Hugo Green. Mm-hmm. From 1936 to 1966, during the era of Jim Crow laws. Now, you guys know that during this era, you know, it was just like discrimination, discrimination, discrimination. Right. And, you know, in this green book, it identified businesses that would accept African-American customers because, you know, you had your... Mm -hmm. Whites only, and you have, you know, right. you know how it goes. Can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> right. That it just doesn't seem real. Like, this, mm-hmm. that, that's just crazy right. to me. But, you know, back in those times, it was even today, it, if you were black and you had an automobile, oh, you were a target. Had to be. You were a target. And I think I read bef- when I was looking up this information back then, you were, black people were two to three times more likely to get pulled over than a white person in a car. And that's even happening today. You know how they say history repeats itself. You know, it's not repeating. It's just still continued to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it has never stopped. Mm -hmm. We just have these targets like, hey, I'm black. I'm driving a car. Stop me, you know. And it just bothers me. But the Green Book, like I said, it gave 
black people, African-Americans, and let them know what businesses that they were welcome at. And I felt like this was a great way mm-hmm. to protect our people. Safety, it was it was right. really smart. Right. And if you guys didn't know, there was actually a movie created based off of the Green Book titled Green Book. Mm-hmm. It was a movie that came out in two th- 2018 that I actually want to see. But... Shout out to Victor Hugo Green for creating this travel guide for us, for keeping us safe mm-hmm. during those rough times. Because, man, I can't, I really can't imagine living in those times and just wanting to go get a bite to eat and just, you know, fearing for my life. Right. You end up in the wrong place. You could be dead at the, the drop of a dime. And mm-hmm. that's how sensitive it was back then for black right. people. So. Yes. Good, and even good today, fact. you know, like we get pulled over back then you got pulled over. And before a question was even asked, you was on the ground getting beaten. You already and victimized. that's still happening mm-hmm. today. And that's the sad part about mm-hmm. it. But that is your black history fact for this week. Happy black history month. Black people. Yeah. It's all about us. It's you always all about acres us. And a mule, please. <laughs> All right, guys, we about to get up out of here. If you don't follow Tony and Terrence on social media, then uh, <laughs> what you doing? Absolutely not. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, check out our beautiful website, www.tonyandterrence.com, where you can purchase you a love t-shirt for the low price of $20 because we still got bills to pay. It's the first of the month. It's the third of the Ew. month. Whatever day this is. Ew, you made me think about rent. <laughs> Go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> we about to be about your hair, guys. It's your girl, Tony. And Terrence. We, we out. out.